Hi and welcome to episode 64 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Is Reportage family and I'm a photographer too. Excited to have spoken to the fab Ninka Kudike for the podcast today. Ninka is a brilliant family photographer and educator based in the Netherlands. Her Unfreeze Yourself workshop has been a real inspiration for photographers all over the world, including members of this reportage family. And she's just such a positive and joyous person. Such a pleasure to chat to. Stick with us today as Ninka shares all about how she built her entire business from an Instagram account, tips on how to get a family to feel at ease in your presence and why that's so important, how one of her photo projects about adults who sleep with stuffed animals was published as a book and was all over the media in the Netherlands, being on the other side of the camera to have her own family photographed, top tips for starting out in the family photography world and much more. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Ellen? I am. Yeah, fine, actually. All good. All good. How's things with you? You're over in the Netherlands, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Uh, exactly. Uh, and how well, is it over there at the moment? Are you still, are you in a lockdown at the moment? We just got out of... No, we're still in like a severe lockdown. We cannot do anything. Okay. But uh, a really positive thing happened this week, and that is that the schools opened again. Oh, that is that is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So, do you have you've got one son? Is it? Or? Yeah, I've got one son. He's five and a half years old, oh, and cool. I love him to death. But like working with and then have, raising him, you know, together, those things combined, it just really doesn't work. It's super difficult, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, it's really tricky. Um, yeah, because I've got two kids and I've been homeschooling as well. It, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah, it's it's really tough, you know, and, and, and we we don't even have to really homeschool because he's like five and a half, oh, yeah. but it's like the constant presence of mommy, 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 daddy, 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 and, you know, always thinking ahead of like, what can he do now? Oh, I have a, like, I have to call somebody or I have like a Zoom, Zoom conference call or something like that. And it's like, how can I entertain him so he doesn't disturb like everything? Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> it is hard to be as productive. Definitely. It really is difficult. Um, yeah. it was my son's sixth birthday yesterday. So similar age, um, to, to yours. And yeah, it's, it's a bit sad for them to have a birthday in lockdown as well, actually. Um, Did your son have his birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was six. So oh, no, yesterday. Okay. Oh, well, congratulations. No, thank you. <laughs> but it's a little bit sad then. Yeah. Right. It is, isn't it? It is. Um, but he had a class, a Zoom with his whole class and they sang Aww. happy birthday for him. So that was nice. You know? That is sweet. That is sweet. But no grandmas, grandpas and everything, right? No, exactly. That's the thing. And that is, yeah, my parents are finding it, you know, really tough. Um, how have you found it in general? You know, what was 2020 like for you, you know, business wise, personal, person, not personality wise, you know, personal life wise? Yeah. yeah. How was it for you? It's changed completely, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no but i get your i get your question well it was quite interesting actually because um well this is the first time of course that like the whole world experiences um like like a crisis like this is because like the last big crises were like uh, in the second world war right like our grandmas yeah. and grandpas and after that nothing really big happened in europe uh, especially um so this was interesting. Um, I have to say that I'm surprised, actually, that I got through it really, really good. Um, That's good. And 
Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy and proud of it. Um, my business grew like crazy, actually. Oh, really? Wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. unusual. That's unusual. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I, I, I didn't expect that to happen, but it did. Wow. Um, how so did that, course, what happened there then? How did it, how did it boom? How, well, because, of course, I'm a photographer, right? Family photographer. So that, like, totally stopped almost. Um yeah. But I'm also a mentor next to that, and um, I was really afraid in the beginning that my mentor students were like, like leaving me. You know, they would leave me because of no money or no energy or you know stuff like that. Um, everybody stayed, so that was like amazing, and I really helped some people through this crisis, like a coach uh, as as well, not only as a photographer mentor, but as a coach. That's great. Um, yeah. That must feel great to be helping other people as well. That must give you a buzz, especially in this time, to be able to help others like that. Yes, yes. It, it meant so much to me because, like, you're in survival mode yourself, right? Because, um, and I also have to give, um, I will come back to uh, how why it boomed, but I also have to tell you before uh, how it was possible. Um, I have to give big props to my man um, because what happened was... Um, my man and I, we we are always divided, uh, like equal, uh, for the care in the care for our son, um, and that hasn't changed. So even if uh, like he also had to work really hard, and I so we both have like businesses, uh, and we from the get go we just said to each other, okay, um, it doesn't matter who earns more money, we have to both survive with our businesses. So we are gonna do everything. We're gonna split everything equally. Yeah, okay. So that was really, really, really awesome. So my man took half of the care of my son on his shoulders and I did for the other half. And awesome. so we, we, yeah, that was amazing. So we, we got each other through this crisis. So I could work actually like the same amount of hours I did before the crisis. So that was like, <laughs> I was exhausted. Uh, okay. Of course, yeah, yeah, uh, right. because <laughs> that meant that I like a half day, like in the morning, the whole from like the morning till uh, after lunch, that would be my part of the day with my son, and then afterwards I would go to work. But then I needed my eight hours, so I went. We both worked till ten, eleven in the oh, evening. Wow, that oh, is hardcore, my, hardcore. Yeah, it was really hardcore. We were really exhausted. Then when the, op the schools opened again in like, I don't know anymore, in June, July, something like that, we really needed it. Mm, and um, so, yeah, but so we, it was like a real partnership, you know, we both supported each other. So I'm really, really happy about that. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, yeah, so he's he, self-employed as well, then, is he? Yeah, yeah, like he, he partially he's a writer and a journalist and a chief editor for a magazine, oh, cool. and yeah, and also partially works for the local for a local government as a communication specialist. Okay. Um, yeah, so so he he had to work so so much hours as well, but we just did it together, and um, so but going back to the business part. Um, the thing was, so all my photo sessions, of course, so I did some, you know, when we had like a short break in, uh -huh. the, in the lockdown, uh, in between lockdowns. Mm. But um, when we were in the lockdown, um, I don't know why it happened, but um, I started photographing like crazy. Um, I think it's my fascination for things that are different. Uh, so the time I just experienced COVID, especially the first wave, as something really special. 
and the streets were empty and it was like April in, 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 in the Netherlands, sun was coming out. I had so much more time with my son, which I enjoyed. Yeah, like yeah. the world was weird, you know, it was mm. a weird world. And I actually love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very different. We don't get to experience stuff like that normally, do you? It's yeah, true. exactly. Like, and so I wanted to photograph that strange new vibe, you know, that strange new world we were living in and the way I experienced that. So every day when I went out with my son for my half part of the day, um, I took my camera with me and I just made like daily, almost daily pandemic stories, I called them. Um. And um, I found my, I already had a strong creative voice, but I really found my voice then. And it was amazing. Um, That's very but, cool to have done that. Uh, do yeah. you, are you a big proponent of kind of like personal projects? Um, were you a big fan of those before COVID as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always like, um, when what I also teach my students is like, um, even if you work for clients, you're creating art, you know? <clears throat> and yeah. when you create art, you... You only create in the basics you create for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. even if you work for clients. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's it must be the basis of all photography, like creating for yourself because you love it, because you mm-hmm. have a certain vision on the world. Um, so then when you when all your clients, uh, you know, uh, say to you, like, sorry, we cannot work with you anymore because there's COVID. In, in essence, for me, for my love for photography, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because I was cool. always photographing for myself. Mm, that makes sense, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and even it got even bigger because I was like, oh, yeah, this is crazy shit going on right now. <laughs> and, you know, let's explore. So I was just out with my son really close to my home and we were just walking and we were like discovering little nooks and and areas that we never went to before so it was like so nice and then i started creating um so a lot of work um and then all around me like on social media of course you talk with people and stuff uh, i heard so many people losing their passion you know they everybody was like laying their cameras down i was like that's such a pity because it photography is really like dragging me through this period because it's yeah it shows me the the beauty in a crazy situation that's so cool yeah and and so i was like i wanna i wanna help people you know I, i want the photographs that i know and that that are my friends and my students and I know how beautiful their work is. I don't want them to stop. I want them to go on and use photography as a means to get through this period, you know? Mm, yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, how can I do this? How can I do this? And then I analyzed my own um, process um, because I found my creative voice. Like it, uh, what, I, what I discovered was like that I went to a deeper emotional layer because I really started photographing from the gut more. You know, like, okay, I don't have clients now. My social media doesn't have to be filled with client work or nothing. So I'm just going to do what I like, you mm. know. Get That's quite my... liberating in a way, isn't it? It was liberating. That is the exact good word. It was so liberating. It was so good. But um, <clears throat> so then I just like analyzed my process. Like, why does this work for me? And then from that analyzing that process, I wrote out a, a workshop okay. that is called uh, Unfreeze Yourself. 
Cool. Cool and, name. Yeah. And I just um I just explain to people like uh please sign up for this workshop because it will give you your creativity back and the joy in photography, you know, because you will learn how to photograph from the gut more instead of like the ratio, because ratio cannot comprehend the situation we're living in right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow, that's such a great idea. That's such a great idea. Yeah. And I've seen some great testimonials of it already as yeah. well. So it looks like you've been you've done such a great thing there, inspiring so many other people. Yeah, and it, you know, I, Ellen, it's it's it, this is not promotional for me or something to say this, but I cried. You know, oh. during my own workshops, I often cried. It was like the most magical thing happens oh. there. It's like people who are like they come in. And they are like insecure, right? And 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 depressed a lot of times, and mm. losing their creativity. They don't understand why they lose their passion, um, and they're sad about it. Then everybody, like you have a group of twenty-five people, thirty people, like who are all like a little bit sad in a way. Mm-hmm. And then this workshop, and it's only three weeks. They they they. It's like a revival, you know. You see That's people. Cool. You teach a certain way, and it works. And then you see people like there's like a revival and people are getting their uh, the joy and creativity back. And it even has changed the way of thinking of a lot of people because I'm really emphasizing on art, creating art for yourself, you know, and that's a lot of people have said that has uh, changed my photography for life. Wow, that's epic. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's quite epic, right? Because You know, and then when you, when the last assignment, everything comes together, I'm not going to tell what it is, but you know, with the last, assi- the last assignment, everything comes together. Right. Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, anyway. you do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, everybody has to create a poem at the end. Oh, okay. um, and those poems, when they come in, I like almost always cry. <laughs> oh, it must be emotional. Yeah, it's so emotional because you have seen, you have worked together for three weeks with people who were so depressed and so like exhausted and overwhelmed. And then they are creating the most beautiful art from their gut. And you can see who they, who they are and how they experience the world. And oh my God, it just gives me goosebumps every single time. Oh, that's so cool. I can, uh, you know, your passion for it comes across so much in your voice here. So I, I'm, I'm not seeing you. We don't have video here. I could just hear the passion in your voice. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really lovely to hear. Because I, I, I found you, you know, I personally, I found it, it's been a, it's been a tough times, you know, some yeah. days better than others, obviously. But, you know, sometimes my motivation has dipped um, my creativity and it's hard to be running businesses in this time. And, and when you feel that, kind of lack of motivation sometimes i need to get out there and and shoot from the gut as you're saying and just yeah just, really mm, i really i really should i need to i need to yeah. i always say this but i need to yeah um, but no but tr- but seriously though let's stay in contact because i have found a way you know to okay. to to open up to to open up your emotions more when you photograph mm, i mean that sounds great it just sounds yeah, yeah really good oh and it's just so lovely that you're helping these you know people because it was we know the whole world is suffering to be able to have an actual practical you know you're actually helping people both photography wise and on an emotional personal level is an an awesome thing to do yes yes so that that like uh, that workshop just really got me through this whole COVID time um you know like 
uh, emotional also because I was like, yes, I can, I, I can really help people right now. It's not only about me, you know what I mean? And when you are like in a crisis and life is hard because even though I really love photography and uh, photographing in that time and I really loved what I was creating and my creative voice was getting stronger. Those are beautiful things, of course, but I was getting exhausted, you know? It was so much work, but then when you only are living in your own world, everything can get to be too much. But if you have like this workshop and you have every every few months, uh, you give you run this workshop and you can help people, like a lot of people at the same time um, uh, in this workshop. I actually help myself as well. Mm, you know, I bet. yeah, I bet. yeah, just by connecting with others, you know, and by by giving instead of only like focusing on my own little world. You know what I mean? Mm, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. magic. That connecting yeah. with other people as well. I mean, that's something that we've all missed, isn't it? We don't have that oh. physical connection with people oh. now. Terrible. Yeah. So to be able to do that virtually like you're doing is, yeah, it's magic. That yeah, and it was magic. So that was like, this like the end, like sort of the answer on your question, why the business really took up it was because um i started giving this uh workshop first for free and but then it was paid uh, and then a lot of people got to know me through that and now my mentoring has grew a lot so i'm like totally sold out for 2021 already oh that's awesome yeah so that's really cool and so i really i'm and i'm gonna offer group mentoring now because i just want to serve more people you know Oh, that's great. It's so yeah. great, Nika. It's so lovely, honestly. That's great, right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, and I heard, is it true that you built though, your entire business from a single Instagram account? Is that true? Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Can you t tell us about that? When did you yeah. begin then? Or was it literally from just a single Instagram account? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Wow. Literally, yeah, it's it's like I'm 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 like talking about them like like so, such an American dream kind of movie, you know. <laughs> so I built my whole business from a single. <laughs> 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 no, okay, so that's a, that's a story on itself again. Um, that's good. I like stories. We like stories. Yeah? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because if I talk too much, just say it. Because I when I am really passionate about something, I just cannot stop talking. You know. <laughs> oh no, that it's all good. You can't talk too much. It's all good. Okay. It's all good. You go. You okay. go on. <laughs> so I will. I will. Ex yeah. So this is a story on itself. Okay. Okay. Um. Where shall I begin? <laughs> I did. Uh. Okay. For since. Okay. So let's start at art school. I did art school. Right. Cool. Okay. I became a sculptor. Uh, and uh, and then after, but I also also always had to work next to that, like in a regular job, because I just couldn't pay for uh, my creativity wasn't paying the bills, you know. Yeah. So um, that was really exhausting in a way because I was like building metal sculptures, like huge ass ones. Uh, oh wow! Cool. Yeah, for 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 local governments and stuff, wow. uh, and it was physically hard. Yeah, it sounds dangerous as well. Is that like with like those burning tool yeah. things? Yeah, yeah. I, I know I know how to weld and stuff, and I have all the all the all the dangerous machines, and I really had an excellent one. Oh no, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I had like male uh, male uh, interns helping me out to carry stuff, and um, yeah, it was really cool actually. I loved it, but it yeah. was physically exhausting. And then next to that, I worked twenty hours for the local government. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so that's where the exhaustion build up a little bit. Um, then from there, um, I 
uh, I heard that I couldn't have children. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and I was just two weeks together with my boyfriend, my man, my, the, who's my man still. Um, so I had to have like a big operation in my, uh, how do you say that, stomp? No, in my belly, because everything was like, uh, yeah, there was like, I'm not going to even say, say the medical thing, but okay. it took me eight months to recover. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and then I was just like, okay, I cannot carry metal anymore because it's my in my belly, you know, you cannot carry anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, uh, my grandma died, and uh, from her inheritance, I bought a camera. Okay, right. And the camera was always something already at art school that I used for my illustrations and for uh, other things, but I never took it really seriously. I was just like, no, it's too, it's a, it's a too easy medium in a way. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Right, um, and then so then when I when I had the camera when I bought the camera um, and I started photographing, I was like, "Oh my God, this is it! This is it!" You know, mm-hmm. and so I sold my uh, all my equipment. I closed my um, studio, and um, I started photographing, and just like next to my regular job at first, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then the first personal project that I started. Uh, we're gonna maybe talk about that later. I'm not gonna go into that right now because then we have like an all other complete big story. Yeah, I look uh, forward to that one as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then uh, that was published as a book immediately, so that was really cool. I, I worked two years on that. Oh, wow. um, but then um, my son, uh, I got pregnant, so that was like a miracle. Uh, because of course I had the operation and they still said like like the chances really are really low and but then uh, I got pregnant so it was amazing but it was during the all the media hype around my personal projects uh, which didn't contribute to, to me getting more energy um, so I'm building up to something you hear this <laughs> yeah this is good this is good <laughs> making it exciting a little bit <laughs> I love it, I love it. <laughs> uh, so um, when my son was born uh, and I had all these stories uh, behind me like in a short period of time I got a burnout uh, and a really really severe one I it took me three years to get back to where I'm now um, and during in this burnout uh, I didn't want to be on Facebook because you know everybody I knew everybody there and I just thought, didn't want to share my story i was just really you know so i was really like locked up in my own house because i couldn't walk for more than 100 meters you know and i had a little baby with me they did sleep during the day great job little kid (laughs) (laughs) and um so during that time um i was like you know what I hear a lot about this Instagram thing and I never was interested in that. I just like, yeah, let's go on it. And uh, so I can share the photos that I'm making of my son right now, because that's the only thing I can photograph, you know, with a burnout, like close at home and my son is there. So just, uh, I went, I, so I created that Instagram account, uh, posted photos for my son and you know what? Oh, there's like uh, a whole uh, community about uh, family documentary photography. Oh, that's prob- Oh, that's what I'm doing. It has a name. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just you know, dove into that and I got to know so many cool people. And um, my Instagram account just grew from, uh, from the beginning. Um, and then after, I think, one and a half year, uh, somebody that I knew... Um, 
one of uh, one of photo programmers that I really liked actually she contacted me and she said uh, well do you want to be my mentor and I was like wait what <laughs> that's very cool <laughs> yeah it's, it's like okay are you sure <laughs> and then um, I started mentoring and I was like okay oh wow I can do this you know I really I think my um, I've been a teacher before, uh, but like normal stuff. Um, But I think in art school, uh, they what what you do for five years is really analyzing, you know, analyzing, analyzing and improving Mm -hmm. and not only your own work, but also that of others so that you are like in a group commenting on each other's work, you know, so I was like, okay, so I really got a lot out of that for my mentoring. And then uh, my mentoring grew and I got another student and another student and another student. And then um, I got the opportunity to start my own business in this, in uh, DFP. And so it's like from from that single student on, it has been growing uh, organically and it's going really well now. So it was just one Instagram account where I posted my photos. I didn't do anything about marketing or nothing. It was not even my idea to go uh, to be a full-time photographer. And then it just happened. Wow. That's so cool. It's a proper organic uh, as you say, like the American dream really. Of, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's great how it's happened for you like that. That's really, really cool. And that must be though testament to so many things. I mean, your great work, your great, lovely personality. We've never spoken before, but you're so warm and no, yeah, it's nice. just, no, but it's, it's, it's so cool. And so now before COVID, um, with your, you know, before COVID hit, was, is your business kind of like 50-50 between mentoring and actually shooting or do you do more mentoring or how is it? How is it? Well, I, I have to take care. I have to really watch out that the mentoring part doesn't take over. Mm. So I'm really um, aware right now how, how I want to work because I want to be 50-50 because right, I yeah. cannot be, yeah, you know, photography is my biggest passion in life. You know, cool. yeah. yeah, I need to feed that constantly, you know, and I want to improve myself. Like I'm never done learning. I'm never done improving and creating. So I, th- I think if I will be a mentor only, it would not feed my creative soul enough. Mm, so yeah, I'll I always be a photographer next to my mentoring, but I really have to see how I can um, divide the time uh, the best way. And I think... Uh, like, like for now, there's like n- almost no clients. I have like a big assignment uh, coming up, but you know, almost nothing. Mm. Uh, but I know when it comes back, you know, it will be uh, 50-50 again. But now, this time, I used to invest in the mentoring side, so I have that ready when the mm. f- com- comes back. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, I'm looking forward to when the photography does come back as well. I'm looking forward to it. Oh. I'm looking- <laughs> like- um, Oh, sorry. So you go. No, no. I just wanted to say, like, I can so imagine. It's like, it's, it's just like, um, when I have like a f- new family that comes to me, like, do you want to photograph us? It's for me. It's always like, yay, playtime. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. something different than your own family. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, is it? That is true. That is true. <laughs> we need that, Alan. We need that. <laughs> we do. We do need it. We really do. Um, and, and you mentioned that we might. Well, let's talk about it now because you mentioned it as well. So, like, was it back in 2015? Your your first photo project, which you mentioned, yeah. was published as a book, which was about people who sleep with stuffed animals. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> 
which is so cool. I love that. Um, and as you said, it, it, it had a lot of attention, didn't it, in the Netherlands and the media. It's amazing. Can you tell us all about that? It must have been a really exciting time then. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> that was so crazy. I saw a little oh, clip of you on YouTube, um, on your website, like being in talking on a kind of panel or something. Um, oh, yeah. That was like, um, I just said it this morning to somebody. That was like, Probably the most scariest thing in my life. Oh, I there bet. Was like, um, there was a, a late night show, like the most popular in Holland, and it was live. Oh, man, that's so scary. That's and it so... was so scary. And I was like one of the four guests on the table for like an hour. Oh, that's so cool. What an experience. Oh, yeah. But oh, if I if you want to ask me, like, do you want to do it again? But then I would say yes, but only if I knew it would go well you know because oh my god they were so nerve-wracking did it go well though did it go well it did go well but the the interesting thing was um something happened there look there was a book i'm gonna go deeper into that uh oh i can tell it right now it was a book about um uh grown-ups or people who who are who the world thinks are too old to sleep with stuffed animals. And that's already starts like from kids from like what, 12 years old. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, till, yeah. It's, but a lot of people still sleep with stuffed animals. I do, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pity. You, I, I cannot show you my, um, my stuffed animal. That's like lying in my bed right now because we don't <laughs> have, you know, <laughs> but you know, I still have one. That is a shame that you can't see that. I want to see it. You need to send a photo of that so I can yeah, include I it with the blog post. Yeah, well, that's so cool. But, um, How did you think of that as a subject for your for oh, your yeah. project? Well, that's like I will tell you that story. Uh, I will just tell everything about the book. But let's uh, for the panel thing. You know what happened oh, yeah. there? Yeah. It was like the book was quite serious. I will explain later. It was yes, it was about stuffed animals, but it was about secrets actually. You know, okay. people hiding stuff from society mm. because society was judging, you know, that yeah. was what, what it was about. But what happened on that panel in that late night show was that, of course, everybody was like, he, 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 you know, like laughing a little bit about it. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> this is not how it's going to be. But you're in your life with a panel, yeah. like in a TV show, you know. So I was like, oh, my God, I have to turn this around. Because they were like make joking and stuff. Okay, yeah. And then I found a way to turn it around and to make it really that serious, you know. Uh, if you uh, if the Dutch people can watch this video and they will understand, but uh, I just turned the whole conversation around uh, to say like I I just hate when people have to be ashamed of something, you know. And um, if I have a stuffed animal, that that means a lot to me because you know I that that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I I don't see any reason to be ashamed of that, you know, because yeah. it has always been there for me in a way. You know, I always cuddle it every every evening, and I don't talk to it or something. But it's still it's like a sort of yeah I, yeah I I'm just like I I love to sleep with her. Why not? I don't give a crap, but I... Yeah, exactly. Who cares what people think? Yeah. 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 So when I told that on the panel, everybody was like, everybody shut up, uh, finally. (laughs) (laughs) And then the whole atmosphere turned. So that was really cool, you know? So I was like, but because I was thinking like, I have to protect the people that I'm photographing. Yeah, that's so cool that you did that. Have the confidence to do that on a live TV program as well. That's so much respect for doing that. That's very cool. Yeah, I will. Did the production, I was just going to say, after it ended, did the production people come up to you and like say sorry or anything? Or what was their reaction? 
their reaction was like the host, he's called Umberto Tan. He came up to me and he said to me, like from a side glance, he said, well done, girl. <laughs> very cool. Rightly so. That's really cool. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I just took over his show a little bit, but that. <laughs> Uh, he, he respected that because I did it in a good way. You know mm, what I mean? And I, I really bet. made a point. So that was really cool. So the project. So like, shall I tell you how I go, came up with that one? Yes, definitely. Yes. It's, it's again, an, a, a funny story. It's, a, it's an interesting story. Um, so, <laughs> well, when was that? Um, yeah, because I told you already before that I had this operation in my stomach, right? Um, so I was recovering from that. And that's when I bought the camera. And I was thinking, I was like, it was like Christmas or something. And I was with my family around the table. And I had, I had had a really hard time, you know, like when you hear as a woman, sorry, maybe you cannot have kids. You really feel like an essential part of you is getting killed. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't feel like a woman anymore. It's horrible. That feeling It's so horrible. So I'm so sorry for all the people who are listening and have problems with this. I totally understand you and it's terrible. Um, so when at Christmas, I was just you know recovering from this. And I was feeling better. And then um, I don't know why, but my stuffed animal became the subject of the conversation. And my sisters, they laughed at me. And like, oh, my God, do you still have that dirty animal in your bed? And it was the same thing. It was like we were 14 all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got really mad. You know, I was like, guys, I just had this horrible year. And you are laughing at me because of a stuffed animal. You know, Mm. there are like more important things in life. Just leave me alone. And that made me so mad that I was thinking like, you know, because they made me feel crazy. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And um, I've got five oh. sisters, so I can relate. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> that, is, that is really hard. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, when, when people make you feel crazy after you had like a really life changing hard time, uh, it was mm. it was enough. I was like, OK, you know what? Uh, I cannot be the only crazy person on this planet who sleeps with a steep stuffed animal. That's like not possible. Every there's like a lot of crazies always out there, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna find them, you yeah. know. I, yeah. I'm gonna make a photo. Fo- I'm gonna make photos of them so I can show the world like I'm not alone, mm. and uh, it's a lovely thing instead of a weird thing, you know. Yeah, that's so lovely. That's cool. Yeah. How did you find those people? Oh my God, Ellen, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool i was like okay i'm gonna do this project and it of course took a lot of courage in a way because it is a taboo Mm, and i was just going to expose myself in a way you know (laughs) what i mean so i was like okay you know what i don't care i'm gonna do it anyway um i made i made a picture of me and my stuffed animal it's a it's a cat a white she was she was white but she's like gray now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, I put it, I had a like a business Facebook site with not a lot of uh, followers already, but just like 200 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I just put the photo on there and I just said like, uh, hi, uh, I'm Nienke. Um, this is uh, my, uh, my, my stuffed animal. I... I, I'm really curious if I'm the only one who still sleeps with a stuffed animal. If I'm not, can you please 
let me know because I'm starting a photo project. Right. And I was like, oh my God, it's so scary, you know? Yeah, I bet. That must be super scary doing that. <laughs> it was super scary. So I did that and I just walked away. I was like, oh my God, I put it like a public and stuff, you know, and I shared it on my personal account and it was like everything was public. I was like, oh my God, I did it. And I just walked away because I just, I just, I need a cup of tea right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shaking and sweating and oh. And then I came back and it exploded. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I am not the only one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Everybody was like, yeah, me, 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 me. Or my sister or my brother or my... Uh. I was like, this is a project. You know? That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, yeah. There, so from there, I, got, I made a selection. I made my first 10, uh, like, uh, photo shoots. Yeah, how did you decide like who you're gonna go and photograph? Was it, it people in your local area, or was it all over Holland? Or all over Holland. Oh wow! I've cool. been traveling for two years. Wow, is that how long the project took? Was it? Yeah. Wow. Because I was, yeah, I ne- had an, another job next to it, right? So oh, I had sure, to yeah. divide my time. Mm. I spent almost all my time, my my, my like twenty hours a week work, like normal work, and the rest of the week was was this project. And um, I just made a selection. I I said it also in my advert. It must, if you sleep with a stuffed animal and you want to participate in this project, there's one big condition: you have to have uh, uh, nobody can know already that you sleep with a stuffed animal except for partners Um, or stuff you know Um, yeah so because i wanted to be the the book to be one big coming out of the Uh, closet you know yeah so i found like i photographed like 70 persons and i think 50 are in the book and that was when the book was in the store that was the first time they showed their story to the world you know so it was amazing wow that's so cool yeah so i went from there i went uh on on, on because then i also had my own uh, i had a selection of people of course but then i wanted more and then somebody said a friend of mine said like you know what you should do you should go on radio and i was like oh yeah you know i was so naive <laughs> i was like oh yeah that's a nice idea and um and he said, "I said I have I don't listen to radio. What program do you uh, like uh, advise?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's called Cappuccino, and it's like uh, like a com- like a like a good uh, how do you say it um, broadcast okay, channel yeah. blah blah blah. I don't know how you call that. No, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, you know, as naive as I was, and just like I just emailed him, hi, I'm Nienke, I'm doing this photo project. I'd love to find more people. Can I go on your radio?" And they were like, "Yeah." of course come by and i was like yeah sitting there and then somebody says like it's cool right it's cool like somebody who was going to be on the show as well it's gonna be cool right because this is like the best the 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 biggest show in holland i was like say what (laughs) (laughs) wow that's so cool (laughs) (laughs) wow my nativity, how is that a good word? Oh, yes, naivete, yeah, naivete, it's a weird yeah. word, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that has brought me a, a long way always. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool way to talk about that. That's really cool, yeah. yeah wow, and how did that go? Were you nervous? You must have been nervous. Oh, I was so nervous for that. and uh, But it went well, and like, but then the whole project really exploded because then you know everybody from whole country just uh said i'm i want to join i want to join i want to join just everything exploded email facebook everything you know i didn't have 
Yeah, by then. And um, that's when I had enough people to just travel around for two years. Wow, that's so cool. It must, you must have met a lot of really interesting people as well, well doing that. It's, it's, like, it's like a social research. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the most beautiful thing about projects like, like these is that you come in contact with people who you normally wouldn't talk to and they are sharing their secret with you like and they don't even really know you um and they allow you to photograph them and they know it's going to be in a book um but they just the magical thing of like ringing a doorbell and then just getting invited into a complete different world where people are going to share their most intimate things with you you know it's it's, it's magical i That's loved nice. that part that so I've met possible. so yeah it, it's I loved uh, the people that I met and some became friends you know and the stories Ellen oh my god they were so cool really yeah I bet they're really varied as well oh yeah so completely varied and because my man is a journalist of course he wrote all the text so that was oh really, perfect yeah I just recorded it and he wrote all the text and like. Uh, one one person, for example, she says, like, yeah, you can only come when my boyfriend's not at home. I was like, okay. So I went there and I was like, uh, and then she, she told me more about it. She says, my boyfriend doesn't know that I'm still sleeping with my stuffed animal. But I was like, but you sleep in one bed. How? You know, how do you do this? And she was like, well... He's always sitting on my nightstand because I'm not allowed to sleep with him. It's unbelievable, right? Partners telling their partners they cannot oh, sleep. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. That is crazy. So, yeah. So she said, uh, he's sitting on my nightstand, but I always go later uh, in bed than my boyfriend. So I make sure he's sleeping and then I grab him really quickly and put him under my blankets and I w make sure I wake up earlier. I was like, wow. no way. Oh man! You know that's kind of yeah. It's a stra yeah. That that's sad though, isn't it? It's sad. yeah. Mm -hmm. It it's sad and funny because she was like a really funny person. <laughs> but, um, um, but then these kinds of stories, you know, and I and I even have like an in memoriam in my book because somebody burned her stuffed animal together with her father because they their family thought it should have been over. The relationship with her stuffed animal and her like mm. what you know yeah mad, yeah mad. so yeah and, and this ones are really nice and sweet ones right like people taking showers with their stuffed animals because they want to wash them but they don't want to put them in a dishwasher and wow. i just really you know they I, I really photographed somebody in the shower with their stuffed animal it was like oh, right. wow yeah. man what a project that is so cool that is so yeah. cool i bet you could never imagine when you had that idea that it would have led to to all that that massive experience and wow it must have been great to have it as a physical book as well then to see yeah. all your work in a physical book like that yeah it totally is you know it's standing right above my head right there and oh, it's cool. it's amazing you know and when you, when you i still get orders for it so it's it's really nice i have a stash and oh, wow. um, it's still nice to just read those emails like oh my god i've searched the internet because i'm still you know it's such a taboo but i'm not the only one and i'm like no you're gonna be so happy with this book you that's know so that's really nice to yeah. just keep on giving to people i think yeah that's when now i'm talking to you i think like oh i, I 
probably love giving back to people or something. That's very cool. A great way to lead um, a life. I think that's very cool. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah. It's awesome. Do on on any of your family shoots, do they ever mention that book to you, that project, any of your families? Um, what do you mean? Like my own you, family? Yeah, no, your family clients. Like, do they ever mention that book, you know, when they're hiring you or anything? No, no, they, that's like a, a totally separate thing. But sometimes when I talk to people about um, my, myself or the, and I say like, oh yeah, maybe you've seen me because I've been on TV and in all the newspapers and stuff. They're like, oh, you are the one of that project. So sometimes, yeah, clients know, but I know this project is in 2015 and I love it, but I'm really like into the family documentary right now. So that's like a little bit separate. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But very cool. And, but in a way, it's almost it's kind of similar because you're being, you know, with the family documentary, you're you're being invited into people's yeah. homes that you've never met before. And, and you're photographing, you know, a very personal element of their lives as well. So it does have some similar things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm always thinking, like, give me the little stories of life and make them big instead of the big stories, you know, of the world or something. I really love the intimacy, the um the view into people's lives um to see how different we all are um mm. the intimacy between people the connections i really love those things you know mm, definitely mm. yeah and it's so meaningful it's so amazing to be able to show those back to those families as well to yeah to give them those kind of just i'm just thinking of myself now as well that i'm in hardly any photographs of yeah. my family so I, I i need to get on the other side of the camera um and yeah. have be captured and you were weren't you in it was it in in 2018 you had a photographer photograph your family oh yeah oh i'm so so thank you so much i can talk about chelsea because i love her to death oh, um cool. yeah what was that like being on the other side um it felt weird a little bit, I have to say, to be honest. Um, it worked out like th like Chelsea. Do you know Chelsea Silberis? I don't know, I'm afraid, no. Okay, you have to know her, okay? okay. Please check her out because <laughs> she's will. one of the, the best uh, photographers in our whole scene. Right. And um, she's also one of my best friends now. Um, but back then, uh, we were already talking on, on, on Instagram and stuff. And then she said, like, I'm coming to Europe. Who wants to book me? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come over so that's where our friendship started uh but uh, where is she based then america oh okay right, boston right, recently right. like at the moment right. um but then of course you know then you're for the first time you're on the other side um but chelsea is the warmest and the sweetest person in this whole universe oh. so that made me we really connected you know so that's that's really important i think when you want to hire a photographer the connection that you feel you know you really have to be at ease with the photographer that's gonna yeah well be photographing your private life yeah. and um so for me, the hardest part was because I, I really loved it. And and sometimes you forget somebody's there, but you're a photographer yourself, right? Yeah. So what happens <laughs> if there's a nice moment in your head or good light in your head and somebody's not taking a photo? You're like, why not? And uh, Yeah, I bet. <laughs> 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 that's funny i can imagine yeah definitely yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the hardest thing like letting go and trusting the process of the other person and she did it so brilliant you probably saw some photos on my I site did. yeah awesome 
Yeah, yeah they're so so full of emotion, and I, I'm so every time I see that slideshow again, I get tears in my eyes in the book. You know, it's beautiful. So, but that's the only thing when you're a photographer and you hire a photographer, you are so aware in a way. I think other families don't experience that. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I want to, I want to experience that now. Yeah, I do want to oh, do but it. You, you, yeah, you should totally hire somebody, Alan. You know mm. so many now. Yes, I know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Just got to get out of this lockdown and then uh, and then we can yeah. do it. And I'm always so shy, you know, in front of the camera, but I just need to get over that. I need to get over that because my, my kids will grow up thinking they haven't got a dad, I think, because yeah, I'm just I know. Not, yeah, it's fine. I know. Yeah, so I also had like a session this, this summer, no, the summer before. So that's, it's really good to do it every few years, you know, okay. to be in a photo again. And and you just find, yeah, but you have to find somebody that really connects with you because else, you know, you don't feel, um, yeah, you feel awkward a little bit. Yeah, and that's no point then because you just need to be yourself. Otherwise, yeah. then they're not capturing the real you anyway. So it's like almost pointless. So Yeah, yeah so exactly. True. And especially uh, men have sometimes a, like a, a harder time, like uh, relaxing, you right, know. Okay they're like more aware but um i always have uh, i have always had a lot of male friends and i know i have to i have like a male kind of humor <laughs> so i always know how to unfreeze them a little bit you know? oh that's good that's good yeah. and that actually that brings me on to something of yours one quote from your website um you say my goal is to become part of your family for a few hours without interfering in your daily life. I'll be the cool aunt that hangs around and happens to have a camera in her hand, which I think I think that's a great quote. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about, you know, how you begin your shoots? Anything you do to kind of help the family, you know, feel at ease in your presence? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I think the whole process already starts way before the whole before the session takes place you know i do a lot of investments beforehand what i do somebody like says oh i want to do a shoot with you and uh, i'm like oh it's so great let's talk i'll i will uh, talk with them for the first talk will be like an hour on the phone i will oh, wow. ask them oh, yeah like i have like a whole inquiry um with all the stuff i want to know and the, in that conversation of an hour I already get to know them more, you know, and I ask them questions so they can uh, tell me a lot of, about them. And then like in that hour, you can already build the connection, right? Mm, yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah so that's like, that's like uh, the connection is already starting there. And then when they book, um, I, I keep in contact. A lot of time you have like WhatsApp or like or apping, you know, together like, oh, I'm excited. And, you know, it's just stuff like that. Okay. And then before the session takes place from the family i want to see everybody and that means um that's a lot of times we're doing like a facetime or a zoom uh, and i'm just asked ask the whole family to be together in that zoom oh, and i will yeah i will talk to everybody to the whole family like hi i'm coming coming over in a few days and and i already have the information of the inquiry uh, uh telephone call of course so i know oh, yeah. I already know the, the names of their favorite stuffed animals of the kids. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So then uh, in that conversation on Skype or Zoom, when they're really shy and they're like, oh, my God, a photographer is coming over to photograph us, you know, <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, and I'm, I really want to make a photo of you and Fluffy, for example, you know, oh, yeah. 
yeah, where's Fluffy now? And then sometimes they go get him or stuff, stuff like that. So I make a connection with the, every kid separate, with the man also separate. Like, what do you want to, what do you like? What's your favorite Saturday morning look like, you know? And then I explain mm-hmm. like, please don't do anything else than you normally do. If you want to lie on the couch, it's fine. If you want to read a <laughs> newspaper, it's fine. You know, um, so I, I make a connection beforehand, like a strong one. Mm-hmm. And then when I come into the house, of course, it's still a little bit awkward sometimes for a lot of people. But I think my personality, I'm really open and really relaxed, you know. Um, so mm-hmm. I just start talking and start asking questions and sometimes taking a photo. And you build it up, you know, until they are used to you, to your presence. And you just, then you can really go in full force. But in between... I also sometimes sometimes I play with the kids, you know. I just drop my camera. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna just play with them right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like or make drawing or like uh, having lunch or you you have. I'm more the cool aunt, aunt. What I said, you know. I'm mm. I'm there. I'm photographing, yes, but I'm also talking behind the camera sometimes, you know. Like um, when when they're when they're doing stuff, I don't want the eyes on me. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I really want to them to be relaxed around me. So sometimes I talk, you know, when they uh, when they're doing stuff like, oh, that's so cool. Oh, my son has the same toy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that's so cool. I yeah. just think that's so cool to hear about. Uh, I mean, how you do that, and just so that you're more, you're just a, a person that they love having around them, yeah. rather than this scary professional photographer person mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really great. It's cool, interesting how so much of that comes from the work you do before even meeting them physically. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I really invest in that. I think it's really, really important. Have you always done that? Like right from the beginning? Was that, did that, you know, come naturally to you to do that? Or did you, when you started, you know, did you just turn up on the day without having done that stuff beforehand? I think, yeah, because the whole family photography thing, I already did that before I even knew it existence because friends of mine hired me. But then my prices were like a laugh, you know what I mean? (laughs) But so my friends, I already knew, of course. So there was like no preparation there because I just, oh, Auntie Nink is coming by. So then I was really sort of aunt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But when I started to do it professionally, I really thought about it. Like... How can I connect with them beforehand, you know? Yes, that's so important. Yeah, because you can see the difference if somebody, like, and also I I aim for six hour and 12 hour shots and not like two hour shots. I don't do even do them anymore. Right, okay. I can make beautiful photos in two hours, but I want to see the true connection, you know, between people, like who they really are. And that's, you need time for that, you know? Mm, I get that totally. Do you have any, do you have any tips though for people who want to do those longer sessions, you know, six, 10 hours, day in the life sessions, but you know, perhaps they don't have one in their portfolio yet. You know, I mean, how, for you personally, how did you get your first like really long sessions? Uh, my first really long session, uh, you can totally do like a portfolio session, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if my, my first one, well, my first long family, I just did it for me, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have something to show on your website. And then you, after that, if you have like a good website, a good portfolio, people start booking, mm-hmm. you know, and now I have like paid 12 hour sessions, but you really have to just 
make a portfolio and and also figure out if you like it because 12 hours that ain't that ain't a joke <laughs> no i can imagine well i can't hardly imagine i mean uh, you know when i do more weddings than families i'd like to do more family work and i will be mm -hmm. but you know a 10 or 12 hour wedding is a long time but yeah. but there's normally 150 people you know lots of different things to photograph if you're yeah. doing 10 12 hours with one family i can imagine that it's difficult it's difficult work yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, you have like, there's a different pace throughout the day. So we have slower times. You have, you have, uh, you have times where you work in work a little bit less. You have times where you run around. You know what I mean? It's just like you, if you follow the pace of the of the day, but also what is really, um, what never ever makes it boring, for example, if you have only one child in a, in a, in a family, you have like two parents and one child. You're not only photographing the child's life. You know what I mean? You're also photographing the parent's life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay. yeah, what I will do, for example, with my latest 12-hour uh, uh, day in the life, the mom is playing the piano, you know, which is great, of course. So I'm photographing that she's really into music. But then the door ring, the bell, the, the door doorbell rings and uh, friends of the son are coming in. Do you want to play outside? I'm like, okay, so I have to, okay, so let's do the mom first, you know, and then I put on my shoes and I go after the kids, you know, but dad at the same time is making pizza, like the pizza dough for the evening. And that's also a story. So it's like, there is like an endless stream of stories when you already have only three people at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? And, it, and it's cool, isn't it? How... As you say, that those all those three things are happening objectively, but it's it's down to you really as a photographer as to which element of that you know which story you're going to focus your time on then at yeah. that time. That's exciting, isn't it? As well, I think. Yeah, this is really exciting. And sometimes I'm like, oh no, two storylines that I want to focus <laughs> at the same time. How am I going to do this? And then you have to prioritize. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah, it's all it's, it's all about choices, isn't it? Yeah, it's all it about is. Choices. And it's, it's exciting. It's yeah, it's, it's so that's it's never boring, like never. And it's also about um, what I teach a lot about following your own creative voice. It's like um, what I sometimes really have to teach my students is um, a lot of people think like I have to photograph for the family, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm always like, no, it's a little bit more selfish than that. Mm -hmm. You have to photograph for you. And then, like, find your story in all these stories. What does get my interest? I don't want to only document the day, you know, like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. No, I want to photograph what gives me, like, makes me feel emotional. Because then, at that moment, when I choose my stories in the bigger story... I can be the best photographer that I can be and I the the people like the family will be the most happy with their photos. Mm, I, I'm a massive firm believer in that as well totally yeah. mm, totally and it's great yeah. oh I, again I'm really enjoying this I just love hearing the passion in your voice um, <laughs> yeah no I, I'm a big believer in that in shooting for yourself and yeah and then you shoot the world how you see it and you produce the work that you love and then you show that work and then yeah. the clients who come to you book you because of the way that you're seeing the world and then so then they're going to be yeah it's a win-win all round for everyone i know and i think a lot of people who get burned out because they say oh i'm in business for so long 
um, as a photographer and I really not I'm not enjoying photography anymore when you like ask them questions it's always about that they lose themselves you know they're photographing not for them but for others and that's mm. where it goes wrong you know what I mean yeah definitely no definitely ah this is cool I, this is, I really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it um do you ever feel like just thinking you know do you ever feel any pressure say you're doing a 10 or 12 hour shoot mm -hmm. do you ever feel any pressure to be like photographing all that time you know i'm just wondering some people might be listening thinking that they have to be seen to be you know photographing all that time you know what do you think about that um no i no, i don't because um i will be photographing like at least 85% of the time, mm -hmm. but not like crazy, you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. walking over, looking at all the angles of the shot, you know, and then taking your position and shooting and then looking at the back of your camera like, mm, that can be better, move your position and do it again. So not like crazy, like tick, 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 you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just photograph in a relaxed way. And I also... It's again, it's about communication. Everything comes down to communication up front. You, you just have to tell your clients, like, I'm photographing your family for 12 hours, which m will mean that I will take a break every now and a once in a while, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to eat or to just sit down or, and I almost never do it <laughs> because I always yeah. see so much things happening. But yeah, I, when I eat, uh, I eat lunch with them, I, I, I eat dinner with them, you know, I drink coffee with them, but then um, sometimes I step away in yeah. between. You know what oh, I mean? It's so imp oh, totally. Yeah. And it's it's so important to do, isn't it? It's just funny. I just remember when I was starting my photography career, um, just feeling that pressure with eyes on you, like the client, whether that's family or a wedding couple, mm -hmm. feeling that like they're looking at you at times. Just And if you're not taking a photo, just thinking, oh, yeah. oh should I? I should be, should I? I don't know. But you can't just be like doing that. You're going to get far better photos by taking time and assessing mm -hmm. the situation. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. But I have to say, I think weddings are different in that, that aspect than um, families. Because with, the, with like the family photography feels more organic in a way, because you're like, what I say, I call them the cool aunts. So I'm just living their life with them and it feels really relaxed. You know what I mean? Okay, At yeah. a wedding, there's a lot of expectance, you know, especially from the photographer. So in weddings, I really had like when I was like, I had a wedding like this summer in 30 degrees. It was exhausting. And then I was just sitting down for dinner and they, they come to me like something is happening over there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get that when you've just sat down. Yeah, I get that. As well. I need food, people. I'm yeah. not a robot. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. yeah, interesting. That is, yeah, it's interesting the differences because yeah, I guess they are different in ways, and yeah, and yeah, again, they're very similar in in other ways as well, and that's what I love about it. I do. Yeah. Um, let's change tack slightly, uh, Nika. We've not got long left. I can't believe we've we've been. Let me just check. Been yeah, over an hour already. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've, it's great. I'm loving it. I've just, I've just got some other questions though. So I want to, I want yeah. to ask, but um, let's change tack slightly before I talk about photography again. Um, what would be your last meal on death row? <gasps> oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I prepared for this. Um, oh yeah. I think it would be my own man's um, bibimbap. You know what that means? 
No, I do not. No, what is that? That's like that's like it's really, really like a hipster thing right now. But I, he already made it a long time ago. Uh, it's like a big bowl, like Asian food. Um, there's like noodles on on uh, on uh, with like a sort of uh, broth around it so they're like floating around in broth but then on top there's all kinds of small bites so um, my man makes it with like beef like small parts of beef um, with mushrooms with uh, seaweed you know all kinds of little stuff and it's like you're having your own little party in in a bowl you know what I mean (laughs) that sounds good yeah Yeah. that does sound good (laughs) what's it called again what's the name I think it's called Bibimbap, but don't kill me if, <laughs> if it's the wrong name. I, I will ask him and I will get a approval. Appro- what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I heard it. He said, yeah, you're right. Okay, that's great. It's a great <laughs> name. So I love it. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I will let you have that meal if you're ever on death ah. row. And I hope you're not, but you can have that meal. You can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, penultimate question, which I, I, I like this one as well. What does it mean to be successful to you? What is success for you? Well, okay. Um, I've had some hard times in life. The, the operation was just one of them, like in the burnout. I had some hard times in this life, like from a young age. So success for me is to be um, content in a way, you know, to be relaxed, to have enough money to uh, not be worried about stuff, mm. which is not the uh, not the goal, but enough money to just live the life that I want. Um, helping people out, like what I'm doing right now already, like making people happy with my work. And for myself, not working too hard, like working hard because I love to work hard, mm. but not too hard so that I have enough time to enjoy my family life, enjoy my friends, enjoy life and uh, do sports, for example. Like like uh, actually bal- like um, uh, success to me is balance. Mm-hmm. Mm. I get that, that. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> something I'm always striving for to find that perfect balance but if i think you know i made it will be not about money it will not be about fame it will not be about any stuff like that when i think i've made it it will be because i earn what i want in a really perfectly balanced life i think that's a lovely summing up of um of success yeah i think that's beautiful yeah and totally agree that's lovely very nice um okay nika thank you so much i'm gonna uh, thank you so much for your time i've loved talking to you um i know people who have been listening into this would have really enjoyed it as well so thank you so much um let's ask one one final question okay um if someone was just thinking of, of starting out as a documentary family photographer, mm-hmm. what, what advice would you give to them? That's a big one. Sorry. I know. Just drop I you know, in I it. Have, and then... <laughs> I have to think for a minute. Give me a sec. That's good. Because yeah. I'm thinking like, I would say I have to, to find the right English words for it. Um... I can't believe how well you, how do you speak English so well? I just, it's unimaginable to me. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> because I've been do, writing and, and talking English for, the start of my business you know i i think i speak more english in a day than i do dutch <laughs> oh really really yeah because i'm really working internationally with my students and ah, my yeah. account is also uh english you know mm. uh, so it's still I, amazing I, though 
Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it's amazing. So much respect. I can't believe oh, it. It's you. so amazing. Yeah, so I think can... it's the most beautiful language, by the way, because when I translate my text from English, because I sometimes even write my my primary text in English and then I translate them to Dutch, and I'm like, ugh, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't flow. It doesn't flow as well as English. And in English, you also also have words that are really like explaining what you mean and sometimes in Dutch I have to search for those words and in English they come naturally you know and it's like I think it's a beautiful language but oh yeah um, the, the tip I would give starting uh, with starting family photographers what I see a lot is that people are so freaking insecure you know and they're like oh oh yeah but they will book you because you're so good and I'm not not good, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm like, the, the first tip I would give family photographers is trust yourself and trust that you will be welcome in those families, you know, and that they um, would want to book you. So be secure of yours, be self-secure. That's such a great tip. And it's such a difficult thing, that self-confidence, though. Well, it's so God. difficult. I know. That's mm. <laughs> that in my mentoring... I think I'm like a teacher for, uh, well, it depends on the person, but like in on average, I'm a teacher for like 75%, but I'm 25% mental coach. Mm, I bet, I bet. Sometimes even more. And even, in, especially in these times, it might be 50-50. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so drop the insecurity, uh, chase your dream, and feel welcome in this world, you know? That's just what I want to say to starting out family photographers. That's very cool. That's really great advice. Oh, Nika, th thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Really, yeah, I love it too. Oh, I really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for sharing such awesome stories and just being so open and just so much great knowledge. And honestly, it's been awesome. I've loved it. I loved it too, Alan. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, anyone who's listening now, you know, head to thisreportage.com um, and I'll include a link through to Nika's uh, website as well. And I can put some information about your workshop on, on there. It's sold out at the moment, isn't it's it? It's already I, I, sold out. Yeah. But I was yeah. doubting to give it for because I have given it already five times within a year. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if I have to give it a sixth time, but if there's like a lot of a lot of people already said, oh, I want to join, I want to join. So probably is there going to be a sixth time, but that will be the final one, I think. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. that's cool. Well, well, I'll, I'll put some information, you know, about that, and people can, you know, obviously go to your site and register their interests as well. Um, and I know it must be brilliant. And as I said, I've read some of the testimonials from some quite a few people who are members of the Shabtash family as well. Yeah. Um, so. A lot. Yeah. You're doing a brilliant, brilliant work there. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you. And thank you so much. And hopefully I'll get to meet you one day. That would be really nice. Yeah, I just wanted to say, Alan, when the borders open up again, I will fly over. No problem. I wanted to meet people in London anyway. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. You're very, definitely very welcome. They're very welcome. Yeah, yeah. it'd be lovely to meet you. Lovely yeah, to meet you. Good. Oh, well, you stay safe, stay well. Um, yeah, and I'll be in touch. Yeah, we will. We'll keep in touch. And uh, you too, like a lots of um, safety and health for your family and everybody around you. Thank yes? you. Thank you. And okay. you. Bye, Nika. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the 64th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Uh, Nika was just so fab to talk to. I hope you enjoyed listening too. 
Head to thisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage.com to see a link through to Ninka's website, where you'll also find out more details about her workshop and mentoring. We also have lots more episodes of the podcast available, where we speak to family and wedding photographers from all over the world. Delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Katrin Kuhlenberg, Alice Chapman, The Framers, Adam Johnson, Sitlali Rico, Rowena Meadows, Denise Motts, Alison Bounce, Sam Docker, and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more. Submissions are now open for our second collections of 2021. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 GMT on 24th of March 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Mm-hmm.